0: Welcome everyone to Dead Talk Live. I'm your host, Viz, from Walking Dead Now. I want to welcome everyone to our broadcast tonight. Hope you're enjoying your Friday evening. I know for some of you, it's Saturday morning. If you are joining us for the first time and want more information about our show... Please visit us on the web at deadtalklive.com. And if you haven't visited us, us on YouTube yet, please go. Our channel's name is called Walking Dead Now. And once you're there and you like what you see, you can feel free to go ahead and subscribe. Again, that's Walking Dead Now on YouTube. Let me say hello to some of our viewers tonight. We have a regular singer chick is with us. Khaleesi is joining us. CC e. Weezy. Carlos is with us on Facebook. Colette is also with us on Facebook. Justin is with us on uh, YouTube. Singer Chick, already mentioned. AJ is with us. Welcome to Lindsay Sparks. On the Instagram side, I want to say hello to Zachary Thomas John, who's joining us. Myra is giving us a smiley love face. Smita is joining us. Benrick. welcome to all you guys. Like I said, I hope you're enjoying your Friday evening. Or Saturday morning, depending where you're located in the world. Because our audience really is global. We have people all around the world tuning in to watch us. So again, welcome. And a scheduling uh, update that I promised you last night. Zoe Coletti, who plays Dakota on Fear the Walking Dead, is going to be with us this coming Monday, November 16th. That is confirmed. So Dakota is going to be with us. Dakota from Fear the Walking Dead, who plays Virginia's sister, will be our live guest right here on Dead Talk Live this coming Monday, November 16th, starting at our regular time, which is 9.30 p.m. Eastern U.S. time. So, make sure to tune in for that one, because that should be fascinating. So, let's go ahead and get started with some of the headlines that are out today. Uh, This one surprised me. Uh, just a little disclaimer here, today I did watch the latest episode of World Beyond. Good episode, very interesting. We get a nice uh, backstory uh, for Huck, and it's fascinating. I would say so far, I'm not going to spoil anything, so don't worry. But I, in my opinion, so far, the, the backstory that we get in regards to Huck today, uh, Sunday, that's it's going to be released this coming Sunday. Is by far the most interesting one that we have seen to date. So this article is about a little small snippet that was mentioned in the episode that I saw today in regards to Huck's backstory. The title of this article is World Beyond Just Teased The Zombie Virus Origins. So let's see what it has to say. Rabies spores walter white from breaking bad question mark plenty of theories have been proposed but now we're now a decade into the the walking dead's reign on the screen and we still have no idea how the zombie pandemic actually started and as i've stated in the past i don't think we're ever going to find out back in january 2020 not long before our own apocalypse began there being a little melodramatic there because yeah the state of the world is bad calling it an apocalypse is a little melodramatic uh, the walking dead creator robert kirkman sort of answered that question with a tweet which simply stated space spore fans including our own readers were skeptical believing that this so-called revelation was just a joke and since then kirkman has indeed confirmed He was just kidding. Uh, It was a joke. I would never reveal something like that in a tweet. Uh, However, a new episode of The World Beyond has now hinted that the true cause of the virus might be spaceborne after all. Now, uh, like I said, I'm not going to spoil it for you guys. Uh, I'm going to wait for you guys to watch the episode on Sunday. But that paragraph that I just read where it says they hinted that the true cause might be spaceborne is completely overblowing the scene in the show, uh, in the latest episode, that is going to be released this Sunday. So, I just gotta say that. I saw the episode today, and they are completely overblowing that little snippet that was in the episode. In episode 7, which is called Truth or Dare... Huck recalls life as a soldier. She was a Marine in the early days of the apocalypse. During one of these flashbacks, she and the rest of her unit are instructed to search nearby service tunnels and escort civilians out of harm's way. It was a simpler time, just days or even hours, before anyone really understood the true magnitude of the threat. Just as they walk into Walker territory, a pair of soldiers start gossiping about what's going on. And one says, I heard it come back on a rocket that it started in space. Somebody breathed it in, turned in their stomachs, and they got on a plane. That's it. Just that line. And it was just a rumor. As somebody trying to explain... Where somebody told somebody and that somebody told somebody else. And you know the game. It goes all the way across the line. It's something completely different. It's people coming up with theories. Now, we're going into the minds of the characters. Into the world that they're living in that is completely falling apart around them. So, what I think happened in World Beyond, the writers took what Kirkman said. And they decided to have some fun with it. And why not add this sentence into World Beyond? Just to play along, have some fun with it. I don't think it's anything more than that. The true origins of the zombie virus have not been revealed. To be honest with you, I don't even think the man who created The Walking Dead... Remember, this is the guy who created the universe, Robert Kirkman. He ever really gave much serious thought to... If he was ever to reveal how where why did this thing start you know so he made a joke in a tweet the writers of world beyond chose to just reiterate what kirkman said in a tweet and of course people love to find stuff to write about or else they wouldn't have a job but anyway it does go on to say funny, funny enough this explanation is actually quite similar to Kirkman's original proposal. When Robert first pitched The Walking Dead to Image Comics, he sold it as a secret alien invasion, knowing that would help him get the green light. Once his idea was accepted, he then dumped the space concept and stuck with the version we all know and love today. It is worth noting this explanation shared by these world beyond nobodies isn't definitive by any means, which is what I just said. Under these kinds of circumstances, it would be natural for rumors and hearsay to run life. And this is something that we are currently living in in this horrible pandemic that we are facing in the real world is misinformation rumors somebody hearing something from somebody else who heard it from somebody else and before you know it the rumor spreads like wildfire people start to believe it uh kirkman himself has always been adamant that the walker's origin should never be explained and i 100% agree with him why ruin it why not just let us all keep guessing it's a mystery and some mysteries are better left a mystery it just adds to the flavor of the show or movie that we are enjoying at the moment that was true of all 193 comic bush comic book issues and so far th- that belief has been adhered to on each show as well i've always thought that one of the best things about this show is that it's not about scientists It's not about people that would take on as a task, that would take that on, because I feel like it's unrelatable. When World Beyond suggested that the virus could hail from space, we couldn't help but recall that moment in The Walking Dead's 10th season when Eugene saw the Russian satellite crash to the ground. At this time, this changed everything, by confirming for the first time that zombies did indeed exist outside of the United States. If they didn't, there's no way that Russians would have allowed their satellite to crash on American soil. And that's not even a thing that has ever crossed my mind. I don't know if it's crossed your guys' mind, but did anybody here who's watching this right now really think that this virus was only contained to only within the United States border? No. I mean, we've seen on Fear of the Walking Dead, they went to Mexico, and even in the comic books, not in the TV show, in the very early stages of the comic books, there's a reference to Rick Grimes' brother, Jeffrey, who is actually stuck overseas when the apocalypse starts to break out, and he's trying to make his way back home. Uh, of course, in the TV show, Rick, Rick's brother is non-existent. No, never mentioned. We never hear anything about Rick having siblings or anything like that. Now, looking back now through this, this surprise collision also opens the Walking Dead franchise up to further space-bound possibilities. While satellites like this are usually unmanned, it's possible that some astronauts may continue to survive on something bigger like the International Space Station. Oh, boy. I don't even know what to say about that. <sighs> Although that seems less and less likely as time goes on, as uh, Matt Negrete rightly points out, it's not just a post-apocalyptic uh post-apocalypse now it's post post-apocalypse until our favorite survivors have discovered what really caused the virus it is going to stay that way and honestly that can only be a good thing as much as we want to learn more about the virus and wor- and where the walkers first came from demystifying this aspect, of the franchise could end up doing more harm than good and i absolutely agree and personally i don't want to know like 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 kirkman says it's unrelatable who cares where it came from uh the problem is it's here it's what they're dealing with finding out the origins unless it somehow leads to a miraculous cure it's irrelevant so, on that note, let's just keep blaming those pesky space spores and be done with it. So, there you go. Uh, let's see what you guys are saying. Uh, Stone Walker writes, It was aliens. Uh, Colette writes, Ships have been beached. Uh, yeah. Lindsay Sparks also writes, Nope, never believed that uh Navaneef is with us on Facebook, Barbara is with us on Facebook. Welcome to you guys as is Sonia on Facebook, Eduardo is with us on Instagram, Lelaine just joined us on Instagram as well. Welcome to all you guys. So, here's an interesting article. This is for uh this is, this is from Lenny James who plays uh, Morgan of course. Uh, the title of this one is Lenny James Calls for Morgan and Rick Reunion. The Walking Dead star Lenny James is hoping his character Morgan Jones will be reunited with Andrew Lincoln's Rick Grimes before the AMC series comes to an end. Now, that I would love to see. The actor who first appeared as Morgan all the way back in season one and now features on the uh, featured on the spin-off show Fear the Walking Dead, wants the characters to have one final meeting for the sake of closure. In response to a fan question, James said, I agree with anything that means I will be back in the company of my mate Andy. Uh, So yes, if closure does it, then let's have closure. Rick Grimes doesn't have a part of the show, since his apparent death in Season 9, Disappearance, more likely, is the right answer. However, Lincoln is set to reprise the character for a trilogy of movies, which will apparently be set after his heroic sacrifice. So, Morgan and Rick reuniting on the TV show, I don't see that happening. Now, Morgan being in the uh, movies, that would be great. It would also be a great way to bring in the fear people, Fear of the Walking Dead people and the fear storyline into the Rick Grimes movies. We already know that World Beyond is all about the CRM. And that's a huge part of what the movies are going to be about. Let's bring in some of the fear people into the movies as well. Let's make the movies all inclusive of the entire franchise. That would be great. Let's find a way to get Lenny James into the movies where he does meet up with Rick. I would love to see Rick and Morgan side by side again fighting a common enemy. Okay? These characters, those two are what started this franchise over 10 years ago. And I think it's only fitting that it should be those two near the end to finish off at least the original storyline and into the movies singer chick writes that would be awesome uh little uh phil wants to know on youtube when are they planning for the movies to come out it's not known uh they're still working on scripts filming has not begun yet so there is no date yet. no date no date they uh the last week, what we keep hearing out of Scott Gimple is they are refining the scripts and that hopefully filming will begin sometime soon. That's all we know. Everything else that you might hear is all rumor and speculation. Uh, CC writes that that key uh, that Morgan has unlocked some CRM property. That's, that's a good way to tie it together. I mean, yeah, the CRM has been a part of Fear with Isabel meeting with Al in uh, Season uh, 5. And again, this season with the whole couple of episodes ago on the rooftop. So that would be great. That would be great if that key does have something to do with the Civic Republic military. As we get deeper, and you guys will see... As you see this latest episode of World Beyond, if you haven't seen it yet, if you don't have AMC+, and you're waiting for Sunday, you'll see that as with each episode, we are getting deeper and deeper into the CRM storyline, which is what the World Beyond is completely all about. So let's move on to the next thing. Uh, Here's something you guys may not have known. I did not know this. A Walking Dead actor made a secret cameo in The Walking Dead: World Beyond. An actor from the past of The Walking Dead claims a rare double role by making a secret cameo in the spin-off World Beyond. During a flashback in the season 1 episode The Tiger and the Lamb, a blood blood-stained Silas listens to a tape recording gifted to him by his doting poppy and grammy for his sixth birthday, as he's handcuffed for a violent outburst committed against his father. And, you know, speaking of Silas, Silas also has a huge part in this uh, upcoming episode, so you don't want to miss it. Uh, Anyway, continuing on, uh, as he is handcuffed for his outburst. In the uh, present ten years post-apocalypse, Silas comforts himself after surviving the blaze of glory with another tape from Grammy and Pappy, who cites Bible verse Isaiah forty twenty eight. as Silas cozies up with Iris, played by Aaliyah Royale. The Walking Dead World Beyond co-creator and showrunner Matthew Negrete confirms that the uncredited acting voice, Silas's poppy, is Jeff Kober. Now, do you guys know who Jeff Kober is? Uh, who Jeff Kober is the one who played Joe in The Walking Dead and the miniseries, the webisodes, Red Machete. Remember Joe? Remember what Rick did to Joe? Biting his throat out? That's Joe. And that was his voice in World Beyond Uh, when Silas is listening to his uh, grandma and grandpa. Joe was the leader of the Claimers, a sadistic group of marauders encountered in the fourth season of The Walking Dead until Rick Grimes violently killed him for terrorizing Carl, Michonne, and Daryl in season four uh, titled episode A. Negrete confirmed the secret cameo on Twitter, adding that the voice of Silas's Grammy is also someone from the Walking Dead universe. Negrete, a writer on the Walking Dead from seasons four through nine, did not reveal their identity or whether they're from the Walking Dead or fear the Walking Dead. So that's a mystery. Okay, not only is Silas's granddad Joe from The Walking Dead, who we all know who Joe is, uh, one of Rick's most vicious acts that we can all get behind. He did it to save his son, and he bit uh, Joe's, you know, carotid artery and his whole half of his throat out to get out from his grip. But who's the grandma? I have no idea who the grandma is, and they're not telling us. So if you guys can figure it out, if you guys can do some kind of voice match, replay that episode and listen to uh, who uh, the grandmom is on that tape, let us know because uh, I just saw this article shortly before coming on the air tonight. I have not had enough time to go back and listen to that episode again and try to figure out who the grandma is, but I'm going to do that and try to see if I can try to put the voice to a name. Uh, the Twitter user who correctly identified Cobra on Silas's birthday tapes speculates the grandmother voice belongs... This is speculation. Belongs to Denise Crosby, who also appeared in the episode A as Terminus Cannibal Mary. She's the crazed woman killed after a fight with Carol in No Sanctuary the season five premiere of the walking dead Silas violent past continues to be a sticking point for the typical shy survivor who once asked if Iris, if she believes he killed his father in an unfettered rage, based on what we hear in the tapes, they're his grandparents and they're leaving a voice message for him when he is six years old wishing him a happy birthday. Negrete previously told EW about Silas tapes and their words of encouragement for him. And there are also some hints in there in terms of how they are talking to him. And they seem to have this very comforting tone and they quote a prayer, a passage from the Bible, in that last section there with Silas. He continued, and it's assuring him that the world is good because we make it good despite the adversity that we may face. So there is an implication there that even when Silas was six years old, there was something very harsh that he was facing. And his grandparents were trying very much to be there for him emotionally, even if they could not be there for him physically and it also tells us that silas who all of us that have been watching world beyond we know that he has rage issues he has anger issues and we've also been given hints that these did not just come out of nowhere uh these little hints and clues that we have seen so far is that his father was most likely abusive uh, he killed his father probably in self defense. That has really screwed with Silas's mind, as you would expect it to screw with anybody's mind if you're forced to kill your father in self defense, especially with your bare hands. Uh, anyway, this coming episode, I'm not going to spoil it, but big stuff with, 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 uh, Silas. So you don't want to miss it. Um, uh, Let's see what you guys are saying. Uh, Lil Phil is talking about Rishon. Rishon is good, but Carol and Daryl's friendship is better. Uh, Arsteo writes, I cannot wait till Sunday. It's a great episode. It's a great episode of World Beyond. You don't want to miss it. Uh, we got to wait till Sunday. Even if you have AMC+, Plus. Uh, Fear gets released Sunday morning. It doesn't get released 72 hours early as world beyond does so next on our list tonight before we move on i want to say hello to andrew valentine on uh, instagram welcome andrew gaint prince is with us giving us a smiley love face uh let's see who else lucas 24 has just joined us on instagram welcome to all you guys uh sabrish is also with us I love the floating love hearts on Instagram, guys. Keep them coming. So, next thing on our list is Fear the Walking Dead corrects a Dwight problem from Season 5. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> Fear the Walking Dead season, fi- season 6 has fixed a big problem with Dwight played by Austin Emilio that carried over from Season 5. A lot of fans familiar with Dwight's arc from The Walking Dead took issue with how the series handled his character development when he joined the spin off show. After being a member of the Saviors and one of Negan's most reliable lieutenants on The Walking Dead, Dwight betrayed his leader and helped Rick win all out war. Though he contributed much to their victory, It wasn't enough to make up for his actions during his time with the saviors. For this reason he was banished for good by Daryl. Following his exile, Dwight met up with John and June and joined Morgan's group in Fear the Walking Dead season 5. Since then, Dwight has evolved into someone Morgan and the others can depend on. And even coming from Dwight's mouth, Morgan, June, John. That's his new family. He just said that in last week's episode. The situation with Dwight took an interesting turn when Sherry, played of course by Christina Evangelista, re-entered Dwight's life in Fear of the Walking Dead Season 6, Episode 5, Cold Honey. Dwight found himself initially siding with Sherry and Raleigh against Morgan and Al in the debate about what to do uh, in regards to Virginia. Dwight also used torture against the pioneer that was driving Al's SWAT vehicle. Dwight's behavior in these scenes was reminiscent of the person he was in The Walking Dead when he was working for Negan. Showing this side of Dwight has helped fear The Walking Dead, fix a problem on the amc series had in season five which was rushing his redemption arc i don't agree with that i'm sorry i don't we last see dwight on the walking dead at the end of season eight okay we don't see him again until season five of fear he tells us on the show that he has been traveling for over a year looking for sherry so them just because the redemption arc is not shown to us on screen his redemption arc as far as i'm concerned started the moment he realized that he needed to side with rick when he betrayed negan For me, that is the start of Dwight's redemption arc. Uh, It goes on to say, In season five, it didn't take long at all for Dwight to adjust to the views of people like John and Morgan, who have been intent on doing what they can to help survivors in need. His interactions with the selfless and good-natured John Dory had a transformative effect on Dwight, And to many people, it was believed that Dwight changed a bit too quickly. After all, Dwight was a villain on The Walking Dead and someone who was from a good guy even when he was on Rick's side. It should be noted that Dwight didn't help Rick because it was the right thing to do. He fought against Negan for the purpose of revenge. That's basically true. The reasons we hear Dwight give Daryl when he's asked, why are you helping us? And even uh, Rick. Remember, they brought him in. He came to Alexandria. And uh, Daryl was ready to kill him right then and there. And he, Dwight convinced them that he wants Negan to be brought down. Ultimately, they'll let him go. They'll let him go back to the saviors in the sanctuary. And he does deliver intelligence to them that is a huge advantage for Rick and the gang. Uh, So that's true, what they just said there about, yeah, it wasn't because uh, he wanted to, he was in love with Rick and his philosophy. It was much more in the way of bringing Negan down because he realized that Negan was just not a good person back then. So it was hard to imagine Dwight's dark side disappearing so easily, but Honey, the episode, was shown that it was never really gone. It was merely repressed. To be a better person, Dwight locked away that side of himself, but it was always there and Sherry's return threatened to send him back on a dark path. As Dwight admitted to Morgan and Al, he wanted to be with Sherry so badly that he was willing to help her kill Virginia. It's become clear now that Dwight's transformation isn't complete, and considering how far he had to go, that makes sense for his character. Fear the Walking Dead is continuing to make improvements to Dwight, and it will be interesting to see what the series has in store for him as Season 6 moves forward. So what do you guys think about that? Um... Uh, Jason writes: The zombie apocalypse in *The Walking Dead* is a byproduct of the virus. In *28 Days Later*, it's a sequel, in my opinion. Actually, uh, I don't know about that. <laughs> uh, the *28 Days Later* zombies are rage zombies. *The Walking Dead* zombies are not. They're the *28 Days Later*. They're like the *World War Z* zombies. They run, and they run fast as opposed to the zombies we have in The Walking Dead. Little Phil on YouTube writes, Didn't Morgan go to Texas? Interesting that Dwight went to Texas. Well, Dwight was following Sherry's uh, clues, and it led him to Texas. Morgan, when he initially meets up with John Dory, I believe they are in Mississippi, not Texas. Um, they They are in Texas now, but when they meet, when he meets up with John Dory, and Alicia and Strand, I believe it's in Louisiana. Uh, I believe it's in Louisiana, uh, somewhere around that area. And now, they are in Texas. I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure it was somewhere around that area. Uh, Lindsay Sparks writes, "I didn't like Dwight at first, but he grew on me." One of my favorite characters on Fear. I feel the same way. I wasn't a big fan of his in the beginning. But he has become a vital piece to the Fear storyline. And they've done an excellent job in the writing when it comes to uh, when it comes to Dwight. Dwight's character. Uh, Colette writes, Didn't he steal Daryl's bike? He did. When we first got to meet Dwight and his wife Sherry, And his sister-in-law, who did not make it out of that scene, out of the woods alive, uh, Dwight and Sherry were running away. And they see the people, the saviors, were chasing after them. They have a change of heart. They take Daryl's bike, and they go back to the sanctuary. Huge mistake. Negan paid. He burned half of uh, Dwight's face off, and he took his wife as his own wife. So, stupid decision. Uh, Daryl was Darryl was 100% correct uh, when Sherry tells him, um, I'm sorry. And Daryl says, you will be, you're going to be, you're going to be sorry. Uh, let's see. Lisa writes, Dwight was hurt and confused with everything falling apart and needing to survive with Negan when he crossed over to fear, his desire to no longer be alone and seeing Morgan needed to prove himself as trustworthy. I agree with that. Jason Byrne writes, The byproduct, I mean, was a potential calming of the rage, but was screwed in the lab and went the other way. All right. I could, I, you know, possible. Anything is possible. Uh, I don't know if you guys watched the uh, zombie show. That is supposed to be coming out with a second season on Netflix called Black Summer. Uh, I, lo- I love that show. It's only had one season so far. Uh, season 2 is going to come out. I mean, like everything else, it's been delayed. But Black Summer on Netflix is supposedly the start of the zombie virus for Z Nation. Now, you guys have been who have been watching me for a while know that I'm not a big fan of Z Nation. Uh, If you're going to make a comedy, make a comedy. If you're going to make a drama, make a drama. Don't try to intermix the two together. I'm not a big Z Nation fan, but I really love Black Summer. I think that's a great show. And that last episode of the season one on Netflix, it was only like some 20 minutes long, action-packed, from the first second all the way to the last. And I, I'm i just, I can't wait to see where they're going to go with season two. Saz writes, love Black Summer. Yep, absolutely. It was great. Uh, I want to welcome Israel with us. Uh, Andrew Valentine says they met in Louisiana. There you go. So they did meet in Louisiana and they are in Texas now. Uh, I want to welcome Cody with us on Instagram also want to welcome sub also who this, who's with us on Instagram Praveen is also joined us Andrew writes Dwight fought it when he went to fear of fear of the walking dead um let's see i mean okay i can i can see what you're saying Andrew in regards to Dwight uh you know there's no right or wrong answer a lot of this stuff in the walking dead franchise is left to us. Uh, it's left up to us as viewers to come to our own conclusion conclusions and fill in some backstory. And that's kind of done on purpose. So, anyway, let's get on with today's topic. And today we're going to be talking about plans that have gone horribly wrong on The Walking Dead. Now, we all know in real life, nothing ever really goes according to plan. Now, put that into the post-apocalyptic zombie world, and you come up with this plan, whether it's to, whatever, scavenge something or to defeat an enemy. Yeah, that, that you know, probability of it not going right gets amplified by a lot. So, we're going to discuss over the seasons all the plans that we have seen on The Walking Dead that just did not quite go according to plan. So let's go ahead and get, let's get started with Season 3. In the episode leading up to Lori's death, there were plans in place to help Lori with her pregnancy. Uh, we know that Herschel, even though he was a veterinarian, he was the only one who had any kind of formal medical training. So it was safe to assume that Lori was in good hands, at least as good as can be in the Apocalypse. When Herschel lost his leg, it was touch and go. We saw Carol stepping up to be the backup in the event that Herschel did not make it uh, to do the C-section on Lori. Now, you ask why were they practicing to do a C-section before it was even time to deliver Judith. That's because Carl was born via C-section. And for those of you that don't know... If your first kid is born via C-section, the probability of your second kid being half to be born by C-section is huge. So that's what they knew. Carol knew that. Lori knew that. Herschel knew that. The plan was for Herschel uh, to perform the C-section. When he got bit, Rick had to amputate his leg. We saw Carol stepping up to be the backup in case Herschel died. Remember... It was really touch and go with Herschel. They didn't know if he got infected. That Did they cut the leg off in time? Uh, was he going to survive the amputation? He lost a lot of blood. Uh, luckily, he did end up surviving. But in the meantime, Carol was getting ready. She was uh, getting help bringing in female walkers from the outside and practicing on the walkers how to do a C-section when the time came to deliver Lori's baby. Uh, The curveball was neither Herschel or Carol, ended up in anywhere clear, close proximity to Lori when she went into labor. So again, you could plan for something all you want and you can have a backup to that plan. It can always go sideways. She found herself uh, in the prison basement giving birth, and who actually needed to perform the C-section? Maggie. Uh, As a result, not that Maggie did anything wrong. She did the best that she could. Uh, It was not looking good for Lori to begin with. Uh, The baby was coming early anyways. Uh, She lost a lot of blood. She was not going to make it, and how can we forget that scene that the person that had to put down Lori was none other than her own son, Carl. Now, you want to talk about a huge pivot, mo- a pivot moment for a character? Yeah, Carl Grimes having to shoot his own mother before she turned into a walker. In fact, we are not even clear, and I don't believe that Lori was dead when Carl shot her. Uh, She knew she wasn't going to make it. She gives Carl that big speech on how he is going to beat this world. That did not exactly happen. And he did not want to see his mother turn. And neither did she. So he shot her. Uh, Up next, we have Andrea attempting to warn Rick's group about the governor's plans when she learns from Milton that the governor is plotting to kill Rick and the gang. Andrea started out confidently sneaking out of Woodbury after convincing Tyrese and Sasha to let her go. Remember, Tyrese and Sasha originally came to the prison, but this one was when Rick was insane. He scared them away, and they went over to Woodbury, and they sided with the governor because at the time... Uh, the governor seemed like a lot more, a more safe bet than Rick was at that time. After a suspenseful chase from the governor who had tracked her down and hunted her through an abandoned factory, it seemed that Andrea was in the clear. She had slowed down thinking that the walkers had taken care of the governor and it's not until she is right outside the prison fences and within the sight of Rick that the governor grabs her and pulls her down to the ground, silencing her. Now, for those of you guys that might not remember that scene, Rick is up in the tower. It's his uh, turn to keep watch uh, over over the prison as he's scanning the area. Just before he's about to catch a glimpse of Andrea waving her hands up in the air, up comes the governor. Pulls her down and pulls her out of Rick's view. Literally a split second longer, Rick would have seen her. Uh, Now, let's move on to season four, where we were beginning to see how life in the prison started to go well. They really, it was, things were starting to go well. Everyone thought, well, more importantly, Rick thought, that the governor was gone he ran away he was not coming back the population in the prison had had grown they brought in people from the outside not to mention the people they brought over from Woodbury there was 29 days without an incident that's to be the premiere of season 4 uh, so everything was going pretty good Herschel had fully recovered Adapted to moving around on one leg, the group had developed a system to go out on supply runs led by Daryl and Sasha. There was farming which sustained them and the children were getting an education from Carol. Even when the flu outbreak hit them, they were able to get through it and start to settle back into their routine. Then the unexpected happened for the group and we find out later that a lot of people blamed Rick for the prison downfall, primarily Carl. Carl blamed his father for letting the governor just escape, not putting an effort into trying to find him and thinking that he was not a threat anymore. And we hear that when after the prison falls from the governor, uh, Carl saves his dad's life. Uh, Rick is holding on to dear life, unconscious in the couch where uh, Carl brought him to, and Carl is yelling at his father. And he tells him, you know, in no uncertain terms, that it's his fault. He just let the governor go. And then we also hear it again from Daryl. When Daryl is having his big uh, blowout with Beth after the prison fell, Daryl doesn't necessarily blame Rick not going after the governor but he blames himself he should have done more he felt he should have done more to go out and look for the governor to make sure that that threat was neutralized so uh after being separated each of the members started to head into the same direction in the hopes that they would reunite at a safe haven which was terminus Of course, we all know what happened once they reached Terminus in the Season 5 premiere. And even after they had escaped, they they left several members, including Gareth, alive, which also did not turn out to be a good decision. Now, this is where Rick, this is where it's kind of reversed. Rick wanted to go back. After they cleared the walls of Terminus, the Walkers had invaded Terminus, they uh, assume they're done. The walkers are going to take care of everyone that's left alive in Terminus. Did not happen. Gareth and a few of his men escaped. This is where we see it flip from what happened with the governor. Rick learned, you know, from his mistakes. He did not want anyone that was a part of the Terminus community. According to Rick's words, they did not deserve to live. But... It was, it was only him. Everybody else wanted to just get out of there. You know, they thought they were done for. The walkers would eat him. Even though Rick was insistent, he was outnumbered. And, of course, he finds out that his daughter Judith is still alive. So, that leaves him to not go after Gareth. Thinking that Gareth is probably dead already, or is it going to be dead at the hands of the walkers. Uh, So next, uh, we have Beth. And going back to that Terminus thing, that decision, of course, had its consequences. Uh, Bob got bitten. Not in direct relationship to uh, the Terminus people, but they did abduct, they did kidnap Bob. They cut off his leg. They were eating it right in front of him and Gareth and his people were planning to go into that church and seek their revenge on what Rick and his people did to Terminus. But luckily, Rick got the upper hand, and uh, he kept his promise to Gareth in regards to that red machete. So let's move on to Beth and Noah's great escape from the hospital in Atlanta. The plan was to go down the elevator shaft to the basement and work their way out from there. Although they encountered a few a few obstacles, with Beth being harassed by Officer Gorman when she tried to steal a key from Don's office, Beth managed to fight him off, leaving him to a walker. Noah also falls part way, part way down the ele- elevator shaft, hurting his leg, which does also attract the walkers. When the two of them finally make it out of there and weave their way. Through all of the walkers outside of that hospital, Beth is unfortunately captured while Noah is able to make a clean getaway. Later on in the season after Beth is killed, the group decide to take Noah back to the community that he lived in before he ended up in the hospital. But when they arrive, we see that there was an attack on the community and everyone was killed. And this is where we started seeing the Graffiti W. Which we all know later on, it was the Wolves. The Wolves came in and pretty much killed everyone. Not pretty much, they did. They killed everyone in Noah's community. So that was the Wolves. This is also when they lose Tyrese. And man, you know, Tyrese's death... He deserved a lot more. He deserved a lot more than what he got on the show. Uh, He had run after a distraught Noah and was ultimately bitten on the arm by Noah's reanimated brother and then again by another walker. Even though Michonne amputated his arm with the help of Rick, Tyrese's will to live, and the shock from his injuries and blood loss, claims him and he is put down by michonne during their journey back to the others if you remember the amputation they were rushing in the car you see them driving the car stops they come out they tyresa died in the back seat of the car now moving forward to the season six premiere the group have settled into alexandria and they were facing the threat of the quarry sorry the the walker herd in the quarry. Uh, But due to a rock collapsing beneath the truck, the walkers were starting to break free and the plans that they were making for later down the road, a few days from then, they had to enact right away. There was no time to put it off. The walkers were starting to free themselves as they were trapped inside that rock quarry and it was time to put the plan into action. This was perhaps one of the biggest, well-thought-out plans that went horribly wrong in so many different ways. Um, They had built steel barricades along the road to create a pathway for the walkers to follow, which would take them away from Alexandria. To achieve this, Daryl, Abraham, Sasha were put on the front line to lead the walkers Uh, With the rest of the team Each was responsible for making sure that the path was clear for the walkers with no distractions For the walkers to go off the path Now unfortunately that plan Which they put a lot of time into coming up with? was Really went south really quick because that's when the wolves decided to attack Alexandria so we're all watching this episode, right? Everything is going smooth. They the walkers are, gore, you know, are moving along the path. Uh yeah, we do lose some people along the way, but all in all, they're being you know, shepherded down the path away from Alexandria. The walls, the makeshift walls that they put up are holding. And then all of a sudden, at the end of that episode, we don't know what's going on, but a car horn starts blazing from Alexandria. We don't know what, what that's about yet. We don't find out until the next episode The why this car horn is going off in Alexandria. We do find out in the in the next episode that while they were leading that horde away from Alexandria... Like I said, the wolves decided to come in and try to eliminate everybody from Alexandria. And that led to an accident, a car crashing up against the wall, the horn getting stuck. And now all those walkers that were being led away from Alexandria get off the road and they all surround Alexandria. The truck was driven by the wolves. It crashed into the wall and then from there, as I just said, everything went wrong. And at that point, Alexandria was under siege. Uh, Daryl does become separated from Abraham and Sasha. This is when they had the uh, run-in. That's his, this is when uh, Daryl had the run-in with Dwight and Sherry, which is very important because Dwight and Sherry marks our first introduction uh, to the Saviors. This is how we are introduced to, to Negan's group. It is through uh, Daryl when he meets Dwight and Sherry and Sherry's sister in the woods. Now, we're also made to believe that Glenn had been devoured by a walker when he falls off the dumpster when Nicholas shoots himself. The community lost many members who were either, you know, butchered by the wolves or they were involved in the failed plan of luring the walkers away Things get a lot worse when the walkers eventually surround Alexandria and more survivors are killed in the process, including Jesse and her sons, as well as Diana. We all know that scene. They're all trapped, surrounded by the walkers. Rick knows, of course, they're going to have to move through the walkers. He knows of the plan to douse themselves in the walker blood and guts, but... We've talked about this a hundred times and how that went wrong. Now, let's move all the way to season eight because we are almost out of time. Uh, We're going to be skipping over Rick's bad decision on attacking the Savior Outpost. So, let's talk about Dwight instead, okay? We talked about Dwight in in the headlines at the beginning of this show. Dwight's plans of betraying Negan and acting as the inside man for Rick's group fell apart. When we find out that Laura, played by Lindsley Register, uh, survived. When Dwight was trying to steer the Saviors away and give the Alexandrians a chance to escape, Laura catches on to Dwight's plans. And Dwight is able to take out the majority of the Saviors. He does shoot Laura, but she runs off into the woods. She runs off into the woods And Negan, several, several episodes later, uh, comes across her as he's driving back to the sanctuary, picks her up, and Dwight's cover is blown. Dwight's cover is blown. Laura tells Negan that Dwight is working for the other side. And, of course, Negan is not too happy about that. (laughs) Uh, If it had not been for Eugene, things would have completely... The communities, Alexandria, they they would have been done for. Negan, after what Simon did as he was killing Simon, he tells him, you have left me now with no choice, but now I have to kill all of them. Okay, because of Simon's botched attempt of trying to take over um, Hilltop, trying to kill everyone at the Hilltop, and did not go well for Simon. Maggie got the better part of him. The hilltop did lose a lot of people, a, you know. A lot of people were lost on both sides, but Simon screwed up anyway. Dwight's cover is blown, uh, Negan ends up killing Simon. And if it wasn't for Eugene, who is without a doubt the hero of all out war, and let me tell you guys, if anyone here would have predicted. That the hero and the person that would end all-out war would be Eugene. I say, you know, I give, you know, I tip my hat to you because I did not see that coming. Anyway, guys, we still have more to talk about, but we are out of time for tonight. It's amazing how fast this hour goes by, but we are at that time limit. I want to thank you guys so much for tuning in tonight. I hope you enjoy the rest of your evening. I hope you enjoy your weekend. Uh, we'll be back on the air again tomorrow night. And then Sunday, there will be no Dead Talk Live because it's uh, Walking Dead Sunday. Get you guys to uh, watch Fear the Walking Dead and The Walking Dead World Beyond. And then Monday, don't forget, we have our special guest, Zoe Colletti, who plays Dakota, Virginia's sister, on Fear the Walking Dead. You're not going to want to miss that, so please tune in Monday night at 9.30 p.m. Eastern U.S. time to see our special guest. Please visit our website, deathtalklive.com. You can see our featured episode, four most recent episodes, our prior guests, our upcoming guests, and a whole bunch more. Don't forget, visit us on YouTube. Our channel's name is Walking Dead Now. Please feel free to go ahead and subscribe if you're there right now. We would love for you guys to hit the thumbs up button on this broadcast. Again, thank you so much to all of our Instagram viewers, our YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter viewers. As always, thank you so much for tuning in. Till tomorrow night, guys, please stay safe and stay walking.